That's a show with Danny. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello and welcome to the Shane Moss Memorial Hour. I'm your host, Franklin Delano Moss, named after the president, not the one you're thinking. And hello. What an excellent, exciting day we have today. This is going to be a great episode. I can feel it in my guts and my bones. I feel like my dead son himself is saying through me, Dad, this one's on me. You go out there and have fun. And that is what... We like to hear out there in the Shane Moss Memorial world. So welcome to the show. Of course, my name is Franklin Delano Moss, named after President Teddy Roosevelt. My parents were history buffs, but they were also unfortunately pretty dumb. So they got a few things wrong in the facts department, but that's okay. We don't hold that against them. What a great show this is going to be. I'm excited. You're excited. For one thing, those two pests who usually uh, shit all over my dead son's memory uh, and insist on desecrating everything I hold dear are not here today. They uh, took a hike, uh, Pike. Wanted to say took a hike, Kike, but I didn't. And I guess I just did say it there. So that is not very good. But who cares? I'm alone today. I don't have any nagging assholes telling me not to feel the way I feel about my son. We got uh, feedback coming in. Someone says, Danny, I think you're a great guy. Thank you very much. And I'm happy that someone brought that up. That weird idiot mutant guy, Danny, also nowhere to be seen today. This is just me. Just Franklin, and I love it. I tell you, as bad as those two other guys are, this guy, Danny, 100 times worse, 150,000 times worse. So thank you, everyone, for listening, for joining us. Um, I'm excited. Going to be a big day. God, today, I know I keep saying it, it's going to be a big day. And it's going to be an exciting day, almost as if I'm stalling a little bit because I know that in my heart of hearts, it's not going to be that great or big of a day. But though, that's wrong if you think that. Today is absolutely going to be... One of the biggest, greatest days in recent memory, honestly, this is, uh, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> I'm just really emotional. So, okay, uh, real quick, we've got a few announcements before we get into the meat of the show. Uh, very exciting news. We have submitted the necessary paperwork to get the show's title officially changed to the Shane Moss Death Hour, so we can make the acronym SMDH. Uh, the kids, we, you know, my, my social media team said that that is one of the most used acronyms on Twitter, SMDH. So we want to slide in there and kind of take that for ourselves and maybe drag a few of the teens into, into our listenership because, you know, teens are going to love the show, but just haven't given it a chance because they think I'm a teen. I'm going to live forever. Why do I want to hear some guy talk about his dead son for upwards of an hour? <clears throat> Even though most days it's only about three to five minutes at a time. Uh, and we're going to find out why with this excellent show. This is also our uh, test pilot for our new network, the Nerdist Podcast Network. They like what we do over here. The Nerdist guys, Chris Hardwick himself, shot me um, a message on Tinder and said, hey, we're interested. Why don't you put something together? And we'll put it uh, in front of the board and see if we want to carry you guys full time. So that's exciting. Thank you. Hello to Chris and the whole Nerdist team over there. Uh, great show. What else we got? Thank you, by the way, so much to everyone who, it, who donated to our corporate go-go campaign that I set up to bring Shane back from hell. You guys are amazing. Your support means the world to me. Um, unfortunately, we did not hit our goal and Shane's soul will have to remain in hell for at least another 1,000 years, but we'll keep trying. You know, that's what it's all about. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And maybe next time, read the fine print a little better and understand that, yeah, it's called Corporate Go-Go. Of course, they're going to hold 98% of what you earn and give that to the CEO of Corporate Go-Go. That was my fault. I should have known which company I was going with. 
a lot of my advisors said that Indiegogo seemed like a safer choice, but I wanted to stake it all on this corporate go-go thing. I, I liked, I, I thought they were the underdogs because corporations are people too, and people can be underdogs. And I thought I want to give these guys a shot and they fucked me and they fucked us and they fucked Shane, but that's fine. We'll get them again. doesn't matter. Not going to dwell on the negative. Um, even though that's kind of what the show's all about. Cause Shane was not the best of sons to me. He but we'll get to that. That we'll save that for the Shane memory of a week. Uh, all the because look, people's kids die, and there's this tendency to go like, "Oh, he was an angel," or "The Lord took him or her too soon." And yeah, and a lot of times that's true. That's the case, but not in every situation. And I think racist is probably the wrong word to use here. But I think it's some sort of like prejudice, at least, to just assume that all children who die are good children. He wasn't even a children, my son. And he wasn't, look, I'm not saying he's one of the bad ones. I'm just saying like, there's some real rotten shits out there and sometimes they die and that happens. We don't have to pretend that they were good kids when they were alive. Just what, who are we, whose feelings are we saving here? The kid, the kid doesn't care. The kid's in hell. They can barely talk to you after they go to hell. Shane has talked to me just a few times when usually he calls me once a week. So I know that for a fact, the kids in hell, they don't care. They're having fun in hell in the sauna, uh, just chilling. So sorry, I'm getting emotional and I want to real quick get to the last thing on our announcement list before uh, we get into the bulk of a show. And that is uh, very exciting. You can uh, see if you guys want, if you guys like what is happening here in the studio setting, imagine how much more electric it'll be live. You know, live theater is what it's all about. And you can see me live uh, at the next meeting of the Dads and Lamentation Distress Organization. That's in June. I will be the keynote speaker. And I'm also very excited to announce that I have been named next month's Dildo Oral Giver. That's the Dads and Lamentation Distress Organization. And they have organization not organization. I get really nervous during these shows, guys. I'm going to break the fourth wall. I know that you're listening to these and you think, boy, this guy is cool as a cucumber, steady as a rock, hard as a hold. And that's sometimes not the case. And now's one of those times. I just want you to know that I always give it my all, even though my adrenaline is firing from all directions saying, say this, don't say this, say this, say that. Everything else you're saying is bad and dumb. Why don't you start saying good stuff? I have to deal with that a lot when I'm talking to you people and orating to you people. But um, what was my point? My point is this. Yes, I will be the keynote speaker at the Dildo Organization's next meeting. Uh, and I, did, I know I said organization twice there. It's really just the Dildo meeting since the O in Dildo is organization. Um, so yes, very excited to be next month's Dildo Oral Giver. That will be a lot of fun. Just to reiterate one more time, I will be next month's Dildo Oral Giver. So those are the announcements. That was uh, you know, a regular segment we do here on the Shane Moss Memorial Hour just to alert the listeners to my goings on and my how you doings and my uh, what's up with yous. And that's what they are. Those are my what's up with yous. Uh, and yeah, welcome. We're here. We're in the show now. We made it. All the boring stuff is out of the way. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I can just talk. And boy, oh boy, can I talk. I have so much to talk about. So many notes on my paper here uh, that certainly uh, I didn't just blow through three quarters of in the first five minutes. And look at this. We have a phone call. We are live, of course. <laughs> What's happened to me? I'm sorry. You can, uh, you can reach us at 646-502-8682. And uh, this person certainly did. Let's see what's going on. Shane Moss Memorial Hour, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Who are we talking to? 
This is Rosa. Hi, Rosa. Um, I'm Danny's girlfriend. I don't really love how much you've dissed Danny so far, mm. but I have sympathy for grieving fathers, and mm. I wanted to call in anyhow. Well, I have sympathy for you, Rosa, because your boyfriend is a sniveling little fuck. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I Look, I'm in a but mood. Come on, Franklin. I'm your first caller. I think I deserve a little bit more respect. No, you do. I'm sorry. And it's it's true. You are my first caller this episode. I don't want you to make people think that I never have had other episodes of these and that I've never gotten callers. You are the first caller this episode. And it is a general rule, of course, of my episode that I treat the first caller like she's a good person. So hit me, Thanks. girlfriend of the mutant. What you got? So I have been Googling um, information for grieving fathers because I feel like you've been spinning your wheels a little bit with dealing with your son's death. Okay. And I, found a okay. Lot, I found a lot of information that I think might be pertinent. All right. Hit me. So kind of like, first of all, yeah. it turns out that mothers and fathers grieve very differently. I disagree. The number one difference. I disagree. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. And then Actually, I'll tell you, you why guess. I disagree. Why don't you guess? Tell me how you think the difference is. Well, my wife, my wife Deirdre and I grieve pretty much the same. And I know she's not Shane's birth mom, but I consider her, her at least his stepmom. And we grieve pretty, we grieve exactly the same, actually. I don't like these generalizations. We just don't talk about it. That's what we do. So I don't think there are okay. any differences. Well, the number one difference that I have found is that mothers need to talk and want to talk and talk a lot about it. And in general, fathers do not want to talk. Now, you have violated huh. this first difference. Obviously, you have a whole show dedicated <laughs> yeah. to talking about yeah. your grief. I mean, yeah, I we don't talk to each other about it, like, at all. And anytime she, she has, wants to, I just say, listen to the show. Sure. It's all there. Uh, but that doesn't give her the opportunity to talk, of course. She can talk back to it if she wants. She could call in, I guess you're right. She'd call in. She could just talk while she's listening to the show, like, out loud. I'm not stopping her from doing that. Yeah. So let me ask you, number two, typically because men grieve silently, they grieve physically. So they throw themselves into their work. Have you been doing anything physical? Have you gotten physical lately? Yes. And it's funny you should mention that. I have been pumping a lot of iron down at the old gymnasium, uh, trying to get myself ready for beach season. Um, so good. is that what you mean? Because, yeah, I have been doing that. That's good. Um I, you know, another issue that maybe you and Deirdre have been having mm -hmm. is that um, women tend to seek understanding and hugs to feel closeness, ooh, 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 whereas ooh, men... Ew. No, 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 no hugs. Hugs are, no, no. hugs, hugs okay. are like, hugs are like safe sex. That's wrong. Yeah, so, hugs are like boring sex. Mm, like no yeah. thanks. Well, it, it is the case that men tend to prefer to look for closeness in sexual intimacy. So like mm -hmm. real sex, not hug sex. Yeah. I want it going in, not just like mm -hmm. our clothes touching, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand. Do you and that weirdo you ever have sex? That fucking weird mutant guy who's usually here, Danny, you guys ever uh, smang it? We do. We do a lot. Um, we do it as often as we can. Sometimes there is sort of a toss up between do we have sex or do we have Chinese food and watch Netflix? Okay. Okay. It that, really is. It's a choice, right? Those you, are you tempting. Can't have Chinese food and then have, have sex. Right. So. And would you say sometimes when he does opt for the Chinese food and Netflix, does that ever upset you just uh, no, as a third like, party? I feel like that's usually a mutual decision. I feel okay. like sometimes Chinese food just wins all, like, sure. across the board. Sure. I don't know your relationship, but if I was Danny, I'd certainly be thinking few right now. Uh-huh. Um, Why are you laughing? 
Oh, uh, just because you're really funny. Oh. I know that this is a grief hour, but I think humor is um, is a really good tool. So okay. So not what's mentioned on, this, on this website. Um, so we've established the general differences between men and women's grief strategies. We have established. Um, but what I want to now offer your listeners is how to help a grieving father. Okay, because they could use it. And I'm sorry if I keep cutting you off, but they could really use it. When 90% of my fan mail is like on fire bags of dog shit, then yeah, they could use a little help talking to grieving father. So go ahead. I'm sorry for cutting you off. And fans do a little better. Honestly, it's it's really good because the very first thing I read is that society often neglects to care for the grieving father, showering all of its support on the mother. Yeah. Fathers need support too. Yeah, we do. So, what you I'm going to list for you the five things. Ready? Okay. Number one, these are legitimate bullet points from the internet, from websites about grieving fathers. Number one, be supportive. Do you feel like you have your fans have been supportive? No. No, I do not. A lot of them, in fact, say that my grief has run its course, and they call it a bit, and that it's gone on too long, and that it bores them now. And so, like, what kind of fans it, are that? Sure. So with respect to that, in terms of the timeline for grief, Uh women, mothers tend to require nine to 24 months or more to resolve their grief. And fathers tend to require three to six months. So I think you're still in the the zone of, I think you're still okay. Three to six months for a dead kid? Apparently. Apparently is wrong. That's not a parent. That's a fucking demon. That's like the kids Mm -hmm. my fucking son hangs out with now. Who takes three to six months to grieve a dead kid? I need like years. I think, I think it's because fathers aren't supported in their grief process. So they just give mm, up after six right. months. You know? That is why we're doing this right now. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll allow it. Okay. It's fair. I'll so give it clemency. So listeners, be supportive of, Please, of Franklin. Of me, Franklin Delano Moss, named after the president, not the one you're thinking of. Okay. Number two. Number two. Don't, don't pressure him. Mm, okay. Excellent point. Rosa don't was your name? Him. Rosie, mm-hmm. Rosa, Rosa, you're a smart this, cookie. You know what? This is just from the dying.lovetoknow.com father's role in loss of child. If okay. anyone would like to look these facts up, I'm, I'm not making this shit up. These are the critical stages. Um, if the father refuses to talk about his child's death, you should not try to force issue. Now, I understand you are not refusing. No. But, but your listeners should let you know that if you need to talk, we will be there to listen. Okay. Bring you to number three. Okay. Listen. All right. Let's hear number, number three. Number three is listen. Yes. When he is ready to start talking. Just listen. Listen to me. That's all he I need. Child's name. What's that? Do not. It says. It says here that we should tell you how sorry we are for your loss. So, Franklin, uh-huh. I am deeply sorry for your loss. Thank of you, Shane. That means a lot to me. And don't say his name. That's still a sticking well, point. It says use his child's name. Okay. The well, they don't know everything. You believe everything you read on the internet? Then I guess uh, uh, Hitler's back, and that God isn't real. Like what? Yes. Yes. I'm, but just I'm sorry. Like, I'm lashing out. Just like our presidential front runner, I believe everything I read on the internet. <laughs> Who, Hillary? Donald. Donald. Yes, Donald Trump, and make America Trump again. Is what uh, mm-hmm. the hats say these days. I've seen a lot of those hats. And Shane was a big Trump fan. And it does, it, it, I get a pang every time I see one of those hats. Yeah. Because I know how much now, he would have liked to see this happen, Shane, my son, who's dead now. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, by the way, I don't think I said it this episode yet. He, of course, for new listeners, uh, went mountain climbing with, with his uh, idiot buddies and he fell and he broke both his heels. And after a very long and arduous healing process in which I let him uh, healing, that was pretty funny when I said, in which I let him live in my basement free of charge. As soon as he's fucking healed, he goes on some podcast and talks about it and makes some joke, but he laughs so hard he falls off a chair, breaks his heels again and kills himself because he can't deal with the pain. So I just want you to know that's where I'm coming from, listeners, when you make fun of me for my grief. And Rosie, was it? I'm sorry for cutting you off. Let's hear number four. Only only my mother calls me Rosie. So Rosa, please, Franklin, you're not a parent anymore. <laughs> you do not get to call me by my parental okay. not, mon- not moniker. I'm sorry. It's a hard transition. And if I'm being Franklin, you're not being very supportive of my grief right now. I apologize. It's okay. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Don't, oh, oh. Shit. I I really memorized these instructions too well, didn't I? It is. Look, I've heard you seem like a smart cookie with a lot of brain power able to memorize things. But Shane is kind of like the N-word for me. Okay. If you're Shane or if you're like related to Shane, you can say it. But otherwise, just say you're dead ghost kid, please. Because that is less harmful to my soul. Got it. Okay. Um, The next two... Um, ways that your fans can be supportive mm. may be a little more challenging, but I think we should make an effort. I think they should. So, they owe it to yeah. me, frankly. So, do you want to make a guess, or should I go ahead and just give them to you? Is it like physical gratuity? Like oral sex it's, and stuff? Sort of, yeah. So, the next one is help him with daily tasks. Mm, okay. I do have some daily tasks I need to hand with, if you catch my drift, mm-hmm. ladies yeah, only. Yeah, have you had a harder time masturbating? Oh, I've had your a son's passage. Look, I have had a hard time masturbating since my son's mm-hmm. passage, but uh, mm-hmm. no, I've been able to come to completion every day. That hasn't like hurt it. I'm just saying I've had a hard time with it. If you see what I'm saying, Rofi Wade. Okay, so maybe some of your fans should maybe like just pick up the toilet paper, do some uh, mm-hmm. maybe like, like drop for cleaning. Off so they can food. clean up the mess I make, like at, when I'm done having a hard time. Yep, there we go. Yep, yep. Do you ever do uh, that for Danny? You ever uh, help him out with his hard time? Um, sure. I I try. I'll I'll, I'll go for the uh, the paper towel roll or the towel. Mm. Um, yep. Do a little little wiping. A little wiping. We're pretty we're pretty clean, tidy. Yeah, that's good. I let it. I let him deposit. Um. Enchanté. Look at that. You let him uh, shoot a splooge into your pooch hole? Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part, actually. Is when he sl- shoots a splooge into your pooch hole? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can't come until I have come inside of me. Oh. It's hottest, hottest, like, hottest thing. Wow. Conceptually. Yeah, you know? definitely conceptually. And this is absolutely the most electric edition of Shane Moss Memorial Hour yet. Tell me about Deirdre. Does, do you deposit your splooge directly? Mm. Are you trying to make another, I can't say his name, so ghost, dead ghost kid? <laughs> Thank you. Dead. Thank you. You did, you did great. Uh, we are not trying to make another. Nothing can uh, replace greatness once greatness leaves. Um, so I'm not so much depositing it in her as I am like this, depositing it like in her towels and toilet and like napkins and stuff. Like, okay. That tends to be where it goes. Okay, so I I understand she's I guess she's a bit of a, a neat freak, like maybe a little OCD. No, not even that. She just won't let me stick it in anymore, really. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. So just, you're not right because she's into the hugging right now. She's into the hugging, and she also says like she needs her pussy nice and tight for like her friend, Fred. Oh, I Malamed. Okay, so Franklin, I'd like to be supportive, but I think that once you're done grieving, you should look into this friend. Well, he's making he he's helping her grieve because I'm not going to talk to her, so she needs someone to help grieve, and he doesn't. I thought I it was weird. Grief counselor. This is her grief counselor. Yeah, and he's also a personal trainer who likes really tight pussies, just mm. on the women that he talk. He doesn't. She told, "Look, she is short." I because look, I what you're thinking right now. I absolutely thought this went through my brain, but she assured me he doesn't. No, they do not have sex. He just likes knowing that her vagina uh, is more or less unsullied for a while. You know what? I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think mm-hmm. that um, the tightness of, of her vagina may actually correlate with like how much grieving she's done. And he's just mm. using that as a metric to see if she's actually resolving her grief or not. Yes. Right? Yes. And when he tests it mm-hmm. <laughs> with his uh, grief tester, you know, that's when he gets the measurements yeah. and stuff. And like you, she, you wouldn't want to go in there and corrupt the data no. by sort of disrupting um, that that measurement by stretching her out or not. Or no, yeah. And I understand. I understand. Okay. I don't want any Wait, of like Franklin, his grief juice to leak out. You're doing great. Okay. Thank you. Um. So the la- the very last uh, way that we can support you, Franklin, okay, is to invite you out. Mm, okay mm-hmm. now, this is a toughie but mm-hmm. i'll hear now, you out it, you know it says here that you, you may decline but we're, we are asked to keep inviting you um what kind of like out are we going to you know it, it's very vague here it is very vague but i think the main idea is, is you need to know that we're not going to abandon you at any point okay but like what if you do though like what if when I go to the bathroom, I come out and everyone's gone. Um, that would be really tragic, and I don't think you would handle it well. Because they've done that to me before, my friends, when I'm grieving. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, anyone who's just uh, listening in, this is, of course, the Shane Moss Memorial Hour, all grief all the time. And we have our expert grief counselor, uh, Rosa Riccati. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> or Ricotta. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. That's the end. So hopefully this helps you to resolve hmm. your grief. Hopefully all of your fans are able to use these very constructive and very specific tips. Uh, okay. Let's go over them one more time. Be yes, supportive. Recap. Don't pressure him. Listen. Mm, that's a big one. Help, mm-hmm, help with daily tasks and invite him out. Okay. Huh. I guess that's what Deirdre's doing, right? She has like well, invited you out no. and not in. Yeah, that's trying to help. Yeah, trying to help you get out. She's kicking me out of her uh, grief hole for sure, and her spooge center. Yeah. Well, she's not Um, like inviting me out like to hang out with her. She doesn't even live in my house anymore. Are you concerned about that? Um. Some days yes, some days no. I mean, to be fair, it's not like she lived there before Shane died either like it was always mm. kind of touch and go but you'd think because she spent a lot of time there after shane died but now she's starting to like not be there as much and you'd think now, that she'd understand my griefing process sure can i ask you a question it sounds like this has really hit her very hard and i understand that uh-huh. she's not actually shane's yeah. biological mother <laughs> surprisingly so hard considering you, 
is have you ever suspected that she and Shane had a very oh, a no. closeness that mm-hmm. might be described as intimate? Have I considered it? Yeah, like, is there a possibility that she I mean, and Shane... Now I'm considering it, yeah. And now... Oh, my God. Do you think Shane is Fred? Not- you don't think he's Fred, do you? Is Fred the trainer? Yeah, her grief counselor. Who's also so a personal it, trainer. Is it possible that Shane has faked his own death? Have you seen a body? No, but I've talked to him since, and he's assured me that he's dead. So he, you said he called you from hell. Is it possible that he called you from Hell's Kitchen? Is it possible he called you from, hello, my name is Shane? <laughs> that was what it was. It was, hello, my name is Shane, and I just heard a hell. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, Joe's right. She's <laughs> fooling around on me with my own seed. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. This... It stings. It double stings. I think does it hurt worse than finding out than when you found out he was dead? Does this betrayal hurt worse? Well, yeah, it does because when he when I found out he died, I didn't have a podcast that I'm also going to lose because of it. Because now the the theme of the podcast goes up in smoke. We can't. Can I tell you? I'm not worried about it because I know that you submitted the paperwork to rename the show Machine Moss Dead Hour. Machine Moss Dead Hour SMDH. But I was thinking that could also be so much Danny Hatch. Right, Ooh, but then I'd have to have that fucking mutant guy in here. Right, you'd have to hand the so hour bad back on over. radio. I'd have to, yeah, so I'd lose my show either way. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but at least someone is going to come in go to who home. has a lot of experience, who's very talented, who's very Ooh. handsome, very funny. Okay, oh, I see what's happening. This is nepotism. <laughs> this is uh. Hey, what have a question for you? Uh, what was it again? Roxanne. Rose. Mm-hmm. Rosa, Rosa. Go, go, Rosa, whatever you call me, whatever you want. You're in grief. <laughs> you're grieving your <laughs> no, relationship. No, you're grieving the, your relationship That's and the betrayal. True. Yeah, two relationships I've lost now. My relationship mm-hmm. with my son, it's ghost, and my living son, and actually there are three relationships. But okay, question for you: What do they call it when uh, the founder of a certain uh, wine vineyard gives his son the job instead of a more uh, talented and deserving uh, other person who's not his son. Wait, um, this is nepotism? Mm-hmm. But it's also nepotism because ah, of how it's in the vineyard. Yes. Franklin, I can feel give Danny a run for his money. Well, I kind of feel my old self coming back now. Ah. Well, I, could, I think yes. I might hear, I think I actually hear someone knocking at the door. <laughs> no, I think that's on your end. Oh, it's on my end. Sorry. <laughs> Certainly not anyone knocking here. What is it? What kind of knock is it? Would you say that the person with that knock, what kind of physical characteristics would you say he has? Um, a really big dick. Oh. I think he's knocking with his dick. I think, yeah. Well, at least I it's just... not Danny. It might be Hemda. Mm. Mm. One of those other awful people who makes fun of my <laughs> son. But now I can't be so mad at them, can I? Do you think they knew the I whole time know. that he wasn't really dead? I oh think that God, they might have is... known, but they didn't. They wanted to spare you the hurt. Um, I think they anticipated that it would hurt more to lose your relationship with your wife. Mm. Well, I'm definitely going to do that now. And your son. Because now you can't really talk to either of them. No. And I don't want to now. And I certainly don't want to memorialize any of them. I'm, How about uh, this? Do I got to cancel on that a... dildo meeting. 
how about this? If they have a baby, uh huh, will you murder that baby? No. And how? And how? Well, if I were to murder it, I'd probably. Um, so here's what I would do, which I heard from uh, my high school girlfriend's sister, who I think heard it from maybe a Doug Stanhope special. But what I would do was I would like super glue the baby's hands to its forehead, and then I would like then I would like tie like a razor wire noose around the baby's oh, head. Wow. And then, like, you know, it would look like the baby hung him, like, pulled his own head off when, like, he hung himself. And that would be cool. They would have to give that baby an award. That's incredible for a baby. A baby. Right. And they wouldn't know it's me. I'd wear, like, gloves or something. Or, you know, or, like, I'd spray Mm -hmm. the baby down after to avoid fingerprints. Hey, we've got another call. Uh, Richard, was it? So I'm going to add, we're going to add them to the group call. We'll see what kind of grieving techniques they have for us. Hello, The Grief Show. You're on the air. Danny? Hi, who's this? This is Gerald. Oh, hi, Gerald. Uh, Danny's not here right now, but can I take a message? Uh, we're just calling into the show. Hi. Uh, how's it going? We'll call back later. Oh, now. you can talk. You can talk now. That's fine. Okay. What's going oh, on? This is so Franklin. Yes, this is Franklin Delano Moss, named after the president, not the one you're thinking of. Um... And congrats to you guys, because now you live in a world where my son isn't dead, and he's really fucking my wife. Oh. Deirdre, his stepmom. Oh, wow. Well, I'm I'm really happy for you. Thank I've you. The whole time, I thought I was the one that had killed him and was carrying around this weight, and that's why I was calling in. Oh. Oh, good S- to know. So well, he is dead. Well, I don't know, but I guess your new news changes that, but... Wait, who did you kill then, if it wasn't sh- my sweet Shaney boy? Th- that's what I'm wondering. That's huh. what caught me a little off guard here. Huh. How did you kill this person? Uh, I don't think I should reveal that on air. Okay, we're off air now. It's just you and me. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. You, I, me and Franklin? Mm-hmm. I killed the feed. Yeah, it's just, it's just Gerald and Franklin time. Gerald and Franklin. No, this is Sandra Gerald forever. Right. When you called in, I think you said Gerald, and that's what threw me. But yes, this is Sandra Gerald forever in Franklin time. So just the three of us. Mm. Forever. Yeah, I think I'll save my trade secrets for when Danny's back on the air. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. You you called my bluff, and we have been on the air this whole time, Gerald and Sandra forever. Okay, well, tell Danny to give us a call. I will... (laughs) I'll I'll leave a note for him in the studio next time he comes in. All right. And that person hung up, which is rare. And we did actually uh, lose our grief counselor. uh, Wristband, I think was her name. So she can call back if she wants to. I'm very sorry that we dropped her call. But she doesn't want to. That's fine. We do have a few other things to get to. But now they're all kind of really null and void after the news that I was given. But here we go. Now it's time for the Shane memory of the week. And this is where we memorialize my dead son, Shane, who it turns out is not dead and has secretly been having an affair with my wife, Deirdre, who is his stepmom. So uh, here's this week's Shane memory of a week uh, was one time when Shane was about eight or nine, probably nine. He was in third grade and he was pretty slow for his age. So they held him back once in pre-K. So yeah, he would have been nine, I think. He pooped his pants everywhere in the back of my brand new Beamer. Uh, and I was really mad at the time because it's a brand new Beamer. And I'm like, how am I going to, you know, bird dog chicks? 
have got this kid's poo poo all in the back. Uh, but retrospect is pretty fucking hilarious. Like a kid shitting his pants in the back of your brand new Beamer. That's like straight out of a movie or something. Like that doesn't happen in real life. Um, and man, oh man, Shaney boy, he probably lost a good like two or three days of school just cleaning that shit up. He went through like probably 12 cartons of wet wipes before it passed my uh, inspection. But, you know, what are you going to do? That's life. Uh, and I felt bad for the kid at the time. I was like, is this cruel what I'm doing to my son who is nine years old and in third grade, but like the wrong end of nine, like he's going to turn 10 soon when like most of the other kids are going to turn nine soon. And it's like, mm, you've been, you've been down this path before my friend, but no one's going to say it because no one's that cruel even in public school. But a lot of people were thinking it. I was thinking it. I wouldn't say it. I, I wouldn't say it to his face. One time I thought he wasn't listen. I thought he was out of earshot and I said it and uh, that was a bad story. But again, that too, I'm not that guilty uh, for uh, feeling because he's fucking my wife. He's fucking my wife. Mm. Well, that was another memory of Shane. So I guess we can cross that off. Uh, the last edition of the Shane Moss Memorial Hour. Uh, real quick, want to get to Frank's faves, which is where I run down my favorite uh, things that happened to me this week. Uh, so definitely finding out that my kid is banging my wife. It was not one of my favorites, even paired with the fact that my kid is still alive. Still not one of my favorites, but my, my true favorite, my actual Frank's fave is I saw the movie, the lovely bones. It was on demand. Uh, and I used my mom's credit card to order it because I'm not going to give on demand my money. That's ridiculous. But sometimes there's a movie you want to see on demand and you got to use someone's credit card. And hey, your mom already has one on file, so you'll use that one. Even though you're a 67-year-old man and your mom has been dead for two years, but you're still collecting her social security checks uh, and signing them with her forged signature on the endorse thing. Um, so yes, yeah, so I, I bought The Lovely Bones on demand. Loved it. Great movie. Peter Jackson is a genius. Uh, his vision of heaven is truly sublime. And it was honestly really nice seeing someone else's kid die for once. That wasn't mine. It was kind of like, Oh, it's like I'm watching my nightmare on screen, but it's not happening to me. It's just someone else's. And I think even fictional, I think this just came from the twisted mind of, uh, Peter Jackson or the author of that book, Alice Siebold, I want to say. Uh, so not even my kid, probably not even their kids, probably just, her some fucked up synapses fired in her brain and told her, Hey, write a book about a dead kid who gets raped and murdered by her creepy next door neighbor, Stanley Tucci. And you'll have a bestseller and a hit movie on your hands. And that's what she did. And that's what we have. And I want to once again, recommend the lovely bones. It is excellent. And now since it looks like we are not going to have any more callers because our grief counselor, uh, might have gotten her feelings hurt when I told her we'd put her on a three-way call and then I accidentally pressed the wrong button and dropped her. So she might not be calling back, but that's fine. We'll get out of your hair real quick. This will be a short, uh, actually a long edition of the Shane Moss Memorial Hour, but really a short edition because uh, it's the last one ever. So I guess the people on the forums, uh, their wish comes true. So congrats. Congrats. So real quick, we, we do have the song of the week which is uh, a longtime staple of the Shane Moss Memorial Hour, almost known as the Shane Moss Death Hour, no longer known as the Anything Hour, and we have a call. Hello, caller. I'm depressed now because my life is a lie. What's your name? Hello? I just didn't want you to think you hurt my feelings. Oh, okay. This is, uh, this is uh, Rasta? 
um, wristband. Wristband, right. How can I forget that? It's such a unique name. Wristband. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, are you doing anything? I just wanted yeah. to join you for song of the week. Are you, are you, do you do that on your death hour? I do. I do. I do. And we got to come up with a new name for this thing. I did like the so much Danny Hatch hour, but, uh, yes, yeah, it is for now the Shane Moss Memorial slash Shane Moss death hour. And we do do the song of the week real quick though. Answer me this caller. What are you wearing? I'm wearing a green sweater, black pants, and a blue jacket. Mm. Now, let's say you weren't wearing one of those things. What would it be? My pants. Oh. And why is that? Did you spill some soup on them? That happens to me a lot. Um, yeah, I, I spilled a bunch of um, hot soup on them, and I didn't want to burn my labia. Nice. And do you think they named it labia because it's so close to lady? Uh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know my Latin origin words, but I feel like there's something Latin there. Mm. And you're a doctor, right? And you don't know Latin? Yeah, no, I'm not like a medical doctor, so I didn't have to memorize that bullshit. Oh, yeah, that is bullshit memorizing. I forgot my kid's birthday. They were like, you gotta memorize this. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm not a doctor. So I didn't. Hmm. Are you touching yourself right now? Um, it is a memorial death hour and I'm not really into, <laughs> okay. um, that. You're not slipping and sliding down there? Mm-mm. Huh. Sometimes, you know, during the Danny show. Oh yeah? But. Well, I have news Franklin, for you, sweetheart. This is about to become the Danny show. So maybe you uh, could, uh, maybe you could. I am uh, at work. Oh, unfortunately. oh, and you work at like a doctory place, right? Like a smart mm-hmm. kind of place. Hmm. So I guess you can't get away with it. Can you say like you're playing doctor with yourself? Oh, yes. I think I'm going to put a sign up in my door, my <laughs> office door that says, do not disturb playing doctor with self. It is a great loophole. And I've done it plenty of times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You just put the door up on the, during the solo hour, you put the door, the sign on the door. Mm-hmm. Playing doctor. Uh, I say the doctor is in and like a big wink emoji. Like, well, what mm. is the doctor in? Like his dick is probably in his hand. That's probably what he means. And usually people get that. I also put a sock on the door. Oh, that's yeah. That's like I universal. nail a sock to the door. Yes. And the, I do print out a picture of a universal pictures logo. Just so they know that like uh-huh. a whole world of fucking is happening in here, but it's really just masturbating, but they still don't want to come in. So that's that. how you that's how you get them to stay away. Because I I I was I I wondered how they let you have the studio for a whole hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those two pests. I mean, well, usually they say, yeah, you can have it for an hour. We'll be out of your hair. And I'm like, great. And I come in, and they're in my hair. They're just sitting there, like looking at me, like expecting me to say shit. And I'm like, well, this wasn't part of a deal. Like you you said that I could have the studio. Um, but yeah, I did today. I don't know what happened. They just weren't here when I got here. Uh, huh. they'd hightailed it. So it looks like they haven't been here for months, to be honest. It, everything here looks, uh, like crumbly and gray. Um, like the plants haven't been fed. Like there aren't even plants anymore. That's how long it seems like it's wow. been. Yeah. So I don't know. How weird thick shit. is the layer of cum that's on every surface? Since you must, you must have done a lot of these shows. Yeah. Since they haven't been here. Yeah. How thick is the layer of cum? Yeah. Let's just say uh, pretty goddamn thick. And if I had a ruler, if I hadn't lost the ruler underneath all that cum, I probably would have been able to measure it. But it's I'm dreaming of a white Christmas pretty much every day here. So 
That's kind of what we're working with. How much does Danny come usually? Can I compete with Danny, anything? Danny drops massive loads. Mm, he's a massive load kind of guy. It's but I feel I feel like it's because he's young. It's when mm. I first was going through the advantages of dating a younger gentleman. And is he a younger gentleman um, than you? That's like, interesting. I think I think like big loads is the first thing on the list. The huh. Top of the list. But you are not worried that, say, once he gets older and his loads decrease in size and volume, that you'll want to leave him for a younger man, right? Like, that's not something you foresee happening. It's not like the only thing keeping you guys together is his big uh, loads, is it? Uh, I had, You know what? I hadn't thought about it until mm. you mentioned it. It's something to consider. And I'll tell you this. As a 67-year-old man, my loads are like, I don't know, like a, like a a they make like a ploop sound. And that's it. It's oh. like... It's like, yeah, honestly, cum doesn't even start coming out to like three quarters of the way through the orgasm. That's how Ooh. old I am and how small my loads are. So just bear that in mind. Enjoy you your big what? loads you for now. What? But I here's here's what one I day you'll want to go small. I think I think in the next ten years, scientists are going to figure out a male supplement mm. that not only makes your dick harder, but it makes you drop bigger loads. Mm. And we do all want that as men: big loads and big messes, and more chances to have babies. Well, you know, the supplement would be like an empty load. So it's like, it's also a birth control pill. So it lets you drop really massive, but empty loads. So it's all, oh, no, I no see. Guys. So it's all stick, no tick is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. I could work with that. I could, uh, I mean, I'm going to, yes. I'm going to start working on developing this. Now, he pointed out that this is going to happen. And I don't, I don't want to leave Danny, but I also don't want to become dissatisfied with his low size. <laughs> right. And it seems like that's the only thing, pardon the pun, binding you guys together. Yeah. Because cum is sticky and it's, you know, you guys are stuck together. It's one of, but it's at the top. It's not the only thing, it's but the it big certainly one. is like, there's a lot of weight there. Okay. Is he a heavy guy? You mentioned weight. Is he a big fatso? He seems like a big fatso. No, he's like, um, he's like a nice, um, like square man he's got like a nice broad back oh, okay got good good chest well i don't know frame. if danny's listening or not right now but i'm sure hearing his girlfriend call him square shaped is uh, definitely making him feel good so i let's... really like the i really like the masculine frame on that one well as long as it's masculine and not square which implies blocky and fat then no, you're good adding to those hear. words, Franklin. i know and i appreciate I do it that it's my grief even though i don't have it anymore so um, speaking of not having grief anymore, I'd like to get to the song of the week. If you want to yes. stay on the line, Rihanna, uh, this week's song of the week is a uh, classic. You familiar with the works of Eric Clapton? Yes. Yeah. So this week's song of the week is one of his more well-known songs. This is tears in heaven. Uh, are you familiar with tears in heaven? Uh, Radiohead? Uh, I am. So this okay. is a Franklin choice, not a Danny choice. Yes. Is that this, right? is a Frank- this is not a Danny show. This is a Franklin like show. This is, this is not typical Danny. No, what kind of music does Danny typically like to listen to? Um, he really likes that alt rock, uh, garbage, kind of indie trash, stuff, you know, sludge. Ugh! I tried listening to one of their albums once. I was like, "What is this crap?" And I don't like to say the word rape, but I'll say sexually harassing my ears. I'll say it was doing that. So yeah, we don't do that on the on the whatever this show is called now. Hour we do what we play is songs from my generation that I like, you know. Um, yeah, sure. 
Some creamy Clapton. Some creamy Clapton, that's right, because of the band he was in. And uh, yeah, this is uh, Visit Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton, written after his son died. And uh, let's hear it. Deeply affecting. So nice to see you again. Dad. Whoa! Holy shit, did you hear that? At the end there? I didn't hear it, but maybe you're listening. I gotta play this again. I thought I heard Shane talking at the end, but maybe I was wrong. It must have just been my brain tricking me. I haven't had a lot of sleep in a while. But it was like right at the end of this song. Which, All right, let's hear it again. Yeah, yeah, let's. So yeah. nice to see you again. Dad. No, I definitely heard it. And he definitely oh, said that. I, I think I heard it that you, time. You heard it that time. That is creepy. That's crazy. Wow. I've heard Tears in Heaven countless times, and I haven't heard Shane. I gotta hear this one more time. I'm sorry. It is such a beautiful song. So nice to see you again. Dad. What the fuck? Are you like playing it backwards at the end there? No. Like DJ. No. I'm just pressing play on the clip. And then right at the end there, it sounds like he's saying so nice to see you again, dad. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess he's alive now. So this is not as big a bombshell as it would have been earlier. You know what? But I still think, huge. I think he's gone. I think he's gone to really great lengths to convince mm. you that he is dead and gone to save you the heartache of him running off with Deirdre. Mm-hmm. Which I think you should oh take as an indication that he does care about you and your feelings a little bit. He faked his own death. Yep, that's something <sighs> that takes effort. Yeah, it does. He I've tried that, that twice. He had to clip that together. That works. Do you think he clipped it together, or do you think he was like talking to me through the song? Like magically, I guess not magically since he's still alive, right? I don't really believe strongly in magic, but I don't either. Um, but then you hear this. I was like, okay, it's just a regular Eric Clapton song, and then it's good. It's not that good. I don't know why I picked it this week for song of the week. It's fine, but something just compelled me to pick it, and then this happens. So nice to see you again, Dad. So nice to see you again, Dad. Like, you know, what? I think he, I think he might have talked to Eric Clapton. Maybe. I think he might have. I think this is how much he cares about you. I yeah. think that you. I think this is the moment that you resolve all of your grief. I think he went huh. to such great lengths to convince you feel... that he was dead. He went <sighs> and talked to Eric Clapton. He got every version of that song revised <laughs> to include this creepy little tidbit to make you think that he was contacting his friend. Now, I understand this makes me the hurtful one because I'm now undoing all of his hard work and revealing his grand betrayal. And I'm very sorry for that, but I am a woman of science and truth. Would you call it a grand betrayal or just him saving his dad's feelings? And of course, it makes sense you go to Eric Clapton because that guy's very sensitive about fathers and sons ever since, you know, his kid decided to reenact that first scene of Antichrist. And he knows, Franklin, that Eric is one of your absolute favorite of course. artists. 
this song and eh, whatever to have but, a show you would play his song during the favorite song of the week yeah it's music from my generation mm-hmm. huh oh wow she was well, i'm really glad i was able to help you yeah Rhonda. i gotta say team. this is a fucking breakthrough for me and you were here at the ground level. you facilitated this this is huge mm-hmm. i'm sure yeah. the listeners who you know maybe have grown tired of hearing me blubber and slubber about my dead dad are gonna thank you greatly your dead son Yes, my dead son. I haven't heard you blubber at all. Was, no, I don't. And I don't even know why I said that. Do you think that was Shane working through me? I Honestly, again, as a woman of science, I don't. I huh. think that was just a Freudian lip. I think that uh, you wish that, does happen to me that you were Shane now because Shane is a Theodra. And so now you're thinking that you're Shane grieving your dead dad who faked his death. You know, something complicated because the brain is complicated that way. But um, It is complicated. But no, I think it's just like a, a brain doctor. Do you work with the well, brain? I hope. I hope this means that you also go easier on Danny now. Mm. Now that I have done such a good help to you, and I That's hope that you will relinquish the show back to him. I'll try. I mean, here two four. He can't be that bad if he's attracted such a clearly beautiful, wonderful, smart woman. Thank you. Even though she clearly only likes him for his big, gigantic loads. Which yes. will surely fade by the time he's 30 and they're just regular dollops and not floods of cum. You have to stop reminding me that because I know, it's, I really know. Putting, it's putting a lot of, of, <laughs> of tension on my my feelings about our relationship and I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to have to resolve that grief now. No. I, then I need a grief counselor. Of course. And look, maybe what I'm trying to do is maybe I'm trying to say, hey, I'll be your grief counselor and maybe, you know, once... After grief counsel sessions, maybe we can go out for a drink and we can have more grief counsel talk. And then who knows what and leads you to can what. Measure, you can measure the tightness of my vagina. Yes. At what point I have resolved all of my grief. Yes. Although I'm not okay. sure if that is... Now with the events of today in my head, I'm not sure if that is an actual way to measure grief by the tightness oh, right. of vaginas. Oh, right. Or oh, right. if that was just Fred, a.k.a. Shane's way of making sure that his stepmom, a.k.a. my wife, a.k.a. Deirdre, had a nice tight pussy for him. Right. Yep, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I guess that huh. means we aren't going to fuck. Sorry. You and me, probably not. I do live in a different state, I would imagine, than you do. I don't mind traveling state lines to get laid. Oh, yeah, you do that? Because Danny lives in New I, York. You do not live mm, in New York? Mm-mm. Oh. Let yeah, me we're medium distance. You seem like a... Mm, this is just a shot in the dark here. Cambridge, Massachusetts? Yep, that's right. Oh, my goodness. Huh. Maybe Shane gave me some psychic powers. Well, he wouldn't have because he never died. He was just having sex with my wife. This is this might hmm, this is a tough bridge to cross. But uh, thank you. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. I'm gonna go. Sure. Do you have any recommendations for your listeners on your final show? Oh, I do. It's the Lovely Bones, a masterpiece. Mm, Right. Mm -hmm. Right. We went over that. Yep. But also uh, another recommendation, and it's funny you said this because I do have this written on my paper. I do recommend finding out that your dead adult son isn't really dead, but instead really went to great lengths to fake his own death so that he could fuck your wife, who is his stepmom, who raised him since he was nine, I should add, on the fly and in secret. I do recommend that happening to you so you can feel my pain, listeners. Oh, boy. What a... This is, I feel like I take two steps forward, one step back, you know? It's like I have a breakthrough, but then I still feel bummed about it. But 
Ugh, whatever, Rodella. That's just the way life goes. <sighs> well, thank you so, so much for goes. calling. So it goes. That's right. And that's from a book I bet your dumb boyfriend loves that everyone else read in high school, but that he read when he was 24 and couldn't fucking get over how great it was, even though everyone else read it when they were 16, is what I'm imagining. I thought that was that would be his quote of the week if there was one. Probably, probably, but I don't think he does that anymore because oh. it became too hard to think of fake quotes, and whenever he used real quotes, he felt too self-conscious about it. So, all right, well, this has been a learning experience for all of us, uh, you especially, yeah, Rodija. Next time you see Danny, tell him I love him and that I think he's fabulous, and I can't wait to hear him on his next show when you relinquish the show back to. Well, I'll see how I'm feeling if I do decide to relinquish it back, but the chances are looking good, so. You've saved the show, I guess some could say. Anything you'd like to plug? Caller? Just Danny. Just, Just at Danny. Danny Hatch. Oh, you plug Danny, huh? You guys play like that? Yep. If you enjoyed plug you enjoy up. his shows, you should go on the forums and let him know. You should. And may I add, please, 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 forums listener, especially if you didn't like what you just heard today and thought it was a painfully extended version of the bit that you really hated, please tell me that. Because the one thing that I don't unnecessarily fixate on is negative comments about me or my friend Danny, who is my friend now, or his show, or my show on the forums. Those comments glance right off my back. They don't send me into a tailspin of negativity, so I encourage them Especially if you hated this show, write in. Email me directly. Email me at uh, frankiebaby69 at godmail.com. Bye. Bye. Love you. So that's it, everybody. That is our show. Uh, my name's Franklin. Your name's you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Danny will probably be talking to you next week. So I will leave you, I will bid you adieu with a parable, one of my favorite verses from the Bible, uh, which goes, do unto others, God is fake. And that was from the book of God 69, verse 69. Uh, And I just remembered that I do not have anyone on the phone with me to bounce this off of, so that's why there was silence there, also because it was not a very funny joke. But hey, maybe it's good to end on a bad note. Okay, bye.